Welcome to Books and Bourbon, where I, Katie, your host, bring you my love of books and bourbon with monthly takes on what to read and why bourbon is more than a great liquor. Well, welcome to this month's episode of Books and Bourbon. I have probably the person that's most responsible for this podcast, why I'm here today um, doing this crazy stuff. One of my favorite people, both on Twitter and real life, and he's a producer. He does My Life the Mixtape, Coastal Elites. For the love of God, I'm drawing a blank on everything else that he does, but he's basically <laughs> the guru, the podcast guy that everybody refers to him. Um, Mr. Greg, thank you for joining me tonight. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Good. I've been looking forward to this since once it's, you know, really even before I was like, you were kind of one of the first guests. I was like, I've got to have him on at some point. <laughs> I knew you had a book out there and then with another one coming out that just came out. Um, both of them are absolutely phenomenal. And I read Life, Liberty, and Something Like Happiness. And literally one night he sent it to me. <laughs> I started reading it and I was done by the next day. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> It was that good. I loved it. Um, and then I had to go. I was like, well, he's got others. So I went and got um, Hi, I'm the Ugly Friend and the Other Tales of Not Living at Pumper Mitchell, which I found myself a lot in this book. <laughs> it was good. Very good. We'll get into that. But uh, thank you again for coming on tonight. Um, won't you tell us a little about your most recent book? What, what it's about? Um, what inspired it? And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the the most recent book is, uh, as you said, uh, Life, Liberty, and Something Like Happiness. And it, it is a gay rom-com set to uh, the, the background of um, a, a, a presidential election. Um, and it kind of, it came out of, it, it's heavily inspired by the 2020 general election. Um, and anybody who reads it can put two, to, two and two together and go, oh, that's that person. And that's that person. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't work real hard to try to mask any of that. I figured, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's maybe even that much more relatable. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was one of those things that you know all of the doom and gloom surrounding politics and anybody who's listening to this if you follow me on social media you know I'm I'm a very political person um, and you know I wanted to combine two of the things that I love um, you know gay shit and I can cuss on the show right absolutely yes okay uh gay shit and politics yes. um so it, it kind of it kind of sprung from that and it's it's probably the the work that I am most proud of but at the same time it was the biggest pain in my ass I didn't think the book was ever going to get finished <laughs> I could see that I you know, I, like I said, I read it one night and to be honest, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Like it was something, like you said, we just needed something. And I didn't realize that was something that I really needed. Cause I realized I've looked back at a lot of the books that I've read recently and they were very dark, either with murder, the ones that I read on the side or the ones that I've read for this one. I was just like, this one, just a breath of fresh air, funny and fresh and you know just a cute fun love story that I just kind of needed at the time and I appreciated that a lot thank you (laughs) yes um did you relate to any of yourself into 
other than the politics side of it, like the stories or any of the characters that you inspired um, by anybody yourself or <laughs> there, there are, um, there are bits and pieces of people I know in all of the characters. Um, there are, there are situations in the book, um, not necessarily on the political side, um, that um, that either I have experienced myself yeah. or I have heard secondhand through like friends of mine. Um, so it's while it is a work of fiction, there's a lot of it that's grounded very much in things that actually did happen. Yeah, yeah. I loved and it was like I said, it's relatable, and I was, you know I kind of kept thinking I was like, hmm. I wonder what this particular character really is like and <laughs> who this was. I, I was guessing in my head on the who the two the president and the vice president candidates were. So I always I knew who the president candidate was, but I was like going back and forth on the uh, VP, but then I had a I had a feeling, but <laughs> I won't tell it to you. Just, just just out of curiosity, who 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 do you think it is? I actually thought Klobuchar. That's that's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much. Given the demographic and the area, I was like, yeah, it's got culture. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's to be right. honest, that would have been a dream ticket, and still is a dream ticket for me. So, <laughs> someday in fruition. Um, and on which one of the things I think I loved about this book, because I hadn't read your first one yet, but I knew about it. So I, you know, I read upskirts of it. It's very, very different than your first one, which we'll get into a little bit. And I, I appreciate that. It shows the style of writing that you have. Um, it's very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the first uh, work of, you know, the, the, the first two books uh, were very, um, the, the first book was just kind of me retelling the, the fun funny shit that had happened in my life and then the second book uh was very much a stream of consciousness yeah. type thing and i when i finished the second book i said one day i'm i'm gonna put out a work of fiction i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a shot just just <laughs> to see if i'm i'm actually clever enough to pull this off yeah and it, it it took fucking four years but I mean I got there <laughs> yeah it is phenomenal is without giving too much of the story away the ending or anything um is there a future like a continuation of possible like sequel to this book or is it just kind of left where it is um there there there's a part in in the book um that hints at the possibility of a of a sequel um, and I, I left it open to that. Yeah. Um, I I would absolutely, uh, you know, love to revisit Rory and Miles in, you know, in a few years and just kind of see where they're at, what they're doing. Yeah. That would be very interesting. I, I would enjoy it. I kind of love that. I was like, there's some possibilities for some future. I can see that happening very much so. And like I said, going back to your first book, which is Hi, I'm the Elgi Friend, and the other tales have gotten living up to my potential. <laughs> By the way, that title is phenomenal. <laughs> and I, I it, had I had the title to that book before I ever started it. I'm sure. That's, and I, I can see that. <laughs> I held that. I had, I had been holding on to that title for like 15 years. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I always, I said, if I ever write a book, I'm, I'm calling it this. And yeah. That's it, it what it became. It, totally fits. it does. And it, you know, I was reading it's, it's probably, I would have to say, probably one of the most honest books out there. I know you said you, there's some stories that you not have all the details, but obviously the emotions are there. And I think that's something that not many writers, I mean, especially for the first book, you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to throw it all out there. Yeah, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was exactly, the, exactly the thinking. I was like, you know, because we, everybody has that one friend that they're, you know, they're always like, hey, you should, you should write a book. You should write a book. And, and I heard, always heard that. Yeah. And so when I finally, um, I had retired from doing drag. Yeah. 
and I found myself without a creative outlet. Um, so I decided, fuck it, I'm going to write a book. And, you know, my first thought was, I need to do this in such a way that every person who ever told me you need to write a book, I want to be able to say, okay, here's the book. You're going to regret ever saying that to me. <laughs> it's just like, just leave it all on the table and be like, you told me to do this. This I is mean, your <laughs> how I feel about doing this podcast <laughs> if I'm doing it it's your fault it sucks <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> it doesn't suck though it's a fantastic no, podcast. Thank you. one <laughs> of my favorites Good. thank you but don't, I, don't tell anybody else I said that <laughs> <laughs> our secrets are people in Croatia or somewhere that Siberia or something I noticed this week I was what the hell am I doing in Siberia <laughs> <laughs> the random places um what was your writing process for this book, by the way? Because it, re- I, for those that haven't read it yet, it's it's a memoir in some instances. It's I don't. How would you describe it? <laughs> um, it's the the best way to describe it would be if um, someone was retelling their life, but only in the way that um, the episodes of Snapped are reenacted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there are there are details that are embellished. Um, most of them are not embellished. Uh, 97% of everything in that book actually did happen yeah. in the in the way it's it's said. Um, but my my process for it was um, there, there actually wasn't one. I, I you know, it, I would remember something or I would think of something and I would sit down and I'd write it out. Mm-hmm. And it just, when I felt like I had enough, I was like, okay, I'm not going to sit on this. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cause it's like, I said, it's honest. And for those of you who follow you on, you know, social media, all your podcasts. I mean, you very much, it's you. You aren't a fake person in that sense. You will go on random, like random tangents. So if you're ever listening to <laughs> this it's yes. two hour law. Yes. <laughs> but, and I feel like so much of this, I was reading this, I'm like, fucking hey, he knows like the whole wedding shit. I was dying <laughs> during that section because I kind of relate and I'm just like, Really, buy your own fucking plates. Really, seriously, that's the title of that chapter, by the way, for people that haven't read it yet. Um, but it's again the whole drags section too. I really appreciate because it's not a side people often talk about that are when you see the RuPaul now on it, and so gotten that deeper. But that whole process of you were just like, and the, the way you approached it in your own way was. You know, you've always been an honest, even, you know, hiding in drag, not hiding in drag, but opening yourself up into drag and doing it your yeah. own, your own path, your, your own path. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> when, when I started doing drag, uh, drag race was only in its third, yeah, in the third season. Yeah. Um, so it hadn't quite yet become like the cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. um that i hate when yeah. people say that but that's <laughs> yeah. i mean that's, that's what it is yeah um you know it hadn't become that yet um you know so it, it wasn't quite mainstream yet um so it's it was important at the time that i wrote it um to you know this is this is what the drag queens at your local gay bar go through and you know there's there's thought processes and you know things like that yeah yeah I, it's true it's phenomenal and um <laughs> the other chapter that i really enjoyed was you're a you really have it out for some celebrities <laughs> <laughs> i would love to hear the, you know, some of the other lists because i know that list has gotten longer since then but i was laughing it's like and i agree with what the fuck was it like human Diaz? I, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, the Whoville one, that one gets me too. 
and Paul Hollywood. Really, fucking a, I could agree with all of these. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have, I have had it out for Cameron Diaz for quite, quite some time. Um, she dated a friend of mine, and you know, turns out she is a horrible person. Yeah. Um. See. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> I agree. I'm sorry. Uh, there's only ever been one movie I've liked her in, and it's The Holiday. <laughs> and I don't even really like her character in that one. That one. <laughs> she bothers me a lot in it. A lot. Um, so, got some random questions here for you. What really kind of inspired you to start your writing career, other than people telling you you should write a book? Is there anything else that inspired you? Um, I... I love a uh, celebrity autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Carrie Fisher's writing uh, is had a huge impact on me. Um, yeah. I, I love everything that she's ever written. Um, and at the time that I was writing, I, it wasn't Ugly Friend because I don't think that book was out uh, it was I think it was when I was writing don't make this weird okay. um Gabrielle Union's first book had just come out um and you know I adore Gabrielle Union um always have always will she can do no wrong um and I I got it I got it the day it came out and I I had absorbed it in less than 24 hours oh, yeah. um and that was about the time I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I need to write another book. I, I feel like I've got another one in me. So let's, um, let's go on ahead and do it. And I was, um, I was thinking about moving to Colorado at the time. And I was like, fuck it. We'll, we'll write a book about that. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll just go through this year long process of, trying to move to Colorado. Um, it obviously didn't happen. I'm in South Carolina right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll have that in Colorado. I think it's a spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, Carrie Fisher, Gabrielle Union. Um, Parker Posey has a memoir that's out right now. That's um, fucking fantastic uh who else um chelsea handler i while while i i I don't like her as a person um you know the the way that she talks about her life and her writing uh was was a big influence on me and you know kind of opened that door to fuck it just tell it tell everything just yeah. tell about all of it um and you know i i feel like i keep repeating this but you know if you follow me on social media i'm very much like that on social media too i'm just like fuck it here it is yeah. like you know if you're gonna judge me about it you, you were gonna do that whether i said it or not yeah exactly oh, yeah that's a very good point and to be honest i honestly think memoirs are very underrated anymore in the reading like i I got into them a lot um, and after the 2016 election, which we all know how that went, <laughs> by a, a Cecile Richards memoir, mm-hmm. which I think came out in 2018, actually. And I read that I actually was started reading on a bus going to work or coming home from work. And I missed my spot stop by like six stops. <laughs> I had to come back on it because it was so good. But you know, those that can be honest, it takes you know, honest and raw. That's um, a very hard quality to find, especially. But when it is found, it's phenomenal. Um, what would you say one of your interesting writing quirks is, other than your fifteen cups of coffee that you drink? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very much that, um, (laughs) and I, I will, you know, one of the, one of the, the pieces of advice that, you know, 
as a writer, you're supposed to give to other writers is, um, you know, write everything down, always have a notebook with you. And I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll sit down and just let everything out, let, you know, yeah. with, um, with Ugly Friend and Don't Make This Weird, it was, it was very much kind of, kind of word vomit and, you know, just get everything out and then go back to it tomorrow and, and see what's there. Yeah. Um, with uh, something like Happiness, um, it, I would, I would know, like, part like there would be a, a piece of dialogue or um I would know where they were starting or where they where they were ending yeah. and I, I would get that in and then I would go okay so how do we get, get from here to here yeah and again it was just like it's like word vomit let the characters take you where they're gonna go yeah and you know go back and if something doesn't work it doesn't work um you know something like happiness i the the final chapter the last chapter um i wrote first mm -hmm. that was for about eight months that was all i had for that book yeah and then it turned into okay how do i how do i get there how do how do we get them there um and so if, if, if you read the book, it's, it's, it's done in kind of vignettes, um, you know, and it's, it's taken like a month at a time over the course of like a year and a half. Um, there's not uh, 16 months, there's, there's some jumping around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it didn't, I didn't feel like it was important to have to show like, every minute of everything that was happening, you know, because these, I wanted to show, these are the important moments where you see Rory and Miles fall in love. Yeah. Where you see Rory finally, and I'm about to spoil the book, but <laughs> uh, buy it anyway, there's lots of shit that happens in between. Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> you know, the you you get to kind of see the moments where Rory decides that maybe he can do both. Yeah. So I mean, my 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 to to get back to the original question. Um, now that I've <laughs> Quite gone, right. gone everywhere yeah, else, yes. um, Greg. you know my <laughs> exactly. I uh, you know that's that's my weird writing quirk the, the way that I talk is the way that I write and it's all over the place and you know it's not for everybody yeah and that's okay yeah yeah you know what I think I appreciate when why I probably read it so quickly is because not just not I don't want to say this in a bad way like it was an easy read but it flowed very well like it there weren't parts where I felt like you were just throwing it in to fill it like they felt like I felt like almost every damn fucking word in this book was important to this book and to this story. That well, I mean, it is an easy read. It's yeah, not, yeah. Like you know, let's <laughs> let's be completely honest. You know, it's not the next great American love story. <laughs> no. um, but you know, it's a yes, great movie. It would very make, <laughs> very much so make a great lifetime style or. It, it was yeah. uh it like was a rom-com for sure <laughs> the original uh the original idea for it was that it was i was going to write it as a as a screenplay and and try to sell it yeah um and i don't know shit about writing for the screen so <laughs> i was like i can write a book though god damn it yeah, exactly um, but <laughs> so you know <laughs> there's there are some like there's some sappy shit in there you know it's a love story at its most basic um but you know it's not meant to be like super heavy yeah it, it was lighthearted and it was yeah i said a much needed um any of your family, because for those that haven't read it yet, uh, there's some family members in this book that are very, 
very motivated to <laughs> get Rory. <laughs> is there anybody in your family that you base those characters off of? Because I feel like that is possible. And I like... <laughs> um, I don't. I, I I made a rule uh, when when I decided I was I was going to try my hand at fiction. Um, that I w- I wouldn't base anybody like off of immediate family members, yeah. Um, you know, because they'd be able to peg that. <laughs> True, your family is unique. I will say. Yeah. Um. So I I kept it, you know, kind of in the peripheries of you know. Th- there are there are bits and pieces of you know, like I said, people I know, yeah. but it's not it's not anybody no one has ever tried to entrap me into dating a staff member uh, that that works for my mom let's let's put it like that okay that's good to hear um so you mentioned some of the authors that inspired you for your memoirs was there an author or anybody that inspired you for the fiction style or or just any authors in general that might have been um Let's see what have I what have I read? Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, there's there's um, red, white, and royal blue. Uh, is Casey McQuiston is uh, the the young lady who wrote it? Uh, that if you're if you're truly truly looking for like the next great American, uh, you know. LGBTQIA plus love story. That's it. Yeah. I had that on um, to read. I remember you suggesting it somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, it's phenomenal. I need to um, it's <laughs> they're they're making it into a film for Amazon uh, right now. Okay. Um, but I that came out in the midst of me writing this. Um, and it almost it almost put me off of it. I was like, well, well, fuck, she's done it. Yeah. And, and, and she's done it better than I'll ever do it. Um, what the fuck am I doing? Um, and then, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Becky something. She wrote Love, Simon. And, oh, yeah. oh, and the Becky Anna, Anna something. Becky A., um, she wrote Love, Simon. <laughs> Love, Simon is an excellent, excellent book. Um, so, so those were, those were kind of, uh, you know, Love, Simon, I read and loved, um, but I still hadn't convinced myself that I was going to do fiction yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I feel like maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, if, if I'm going to write a, a, a work of fiction, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Nice. Appreciate that. And it worked. I will say it very much worked. Also, why are um, ladies who 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 write uh, gay gay love stories? How how are you good at this? What are, I, I, I tell me your secrets, that. damn it! Like, <laughs> Because in my head, I'm I'm trying to like figure out the logistics as somebody who's been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a very good point. Because there are some phenomenal female writers that write from the gay male perspective. I'm like, how? But like, like how do you know? <laughs> yeah. What you experiencing out there? <laughs> right. Not not that I'm mad that they're doing no, it. No, no, not at know, all. Because you know, thank you for, for telling these stories. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, these stories are, are getting told now. Exactly. So that's another thing is that this, you know, they're fine. They're starting to be, they don't like, there are so many love story, gay love stories that start from so t- much tragedy out there anymore and self-harm and self-hurts and that this one was just it. I think that's one of the reasons I appreciate it because it was so different from so many that we've seen. Like, you know, he had bad relationships in the past, like everybody in the fucking world most likely has. Yeah. But 
it wasn't so much to the point that self-sabotaging self and you know it didn't have to come out of a traumatic experience of a love story type of thing and it was yeah <laughs> it was important to me that in some life liberty and something like happiness um one that none of the gay people died mm-hmm. two that you know there was you know really nobody died in, yeah. in the story which you know hey yay, yay. um <laughs> But like there, there wouldn't be like there would be a hate crime. Um, you know, there's there there's a moment in the book, uh, and and I won't spoil this, but um, there's a slur said, um, and you know, we we deal with that within that chapter, and and that's it. And it's not even the whole chapter; it's the exactly. back half of the chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, it was. You know, like you said, it was meant to be just, you know, something light, something fun, because everything else is so fucking heavy right now that like it's it's what I needed. And, you know, if if anybody who reads it needed it to, you know, I'm 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 glad that you got that. Yeah, I, I will say I definitely needed it after Sasha's like I just needed a little sweet, <laughs> happy little rom com. And I'm not usually a rom com type person, uh, like sometimes in, but <laughs> I rang up myself find myself and I was like, I very rarely read it, but I was like, I really enjoyed that. I was like, I should explore more. <laughs> um what's in since we all have one of these, most well, most people do, that are nerds like us, <laughs> even though we talked about not being a nerd, tell you what to anime. Which that cracked me up, by the way. And yeah. <laughs> um, so, what is in your to be read pile if you have one? Um, I actually, I'm, I'm not one of those people who buys books and like is like, okay, I'll I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, if if I buy it, I'm 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 about to sit down and read it. Um, that's that's the smart thing to do. That's a smart. I, thing to do. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big uh, rereader, mm-hmm. um, but and this is going to sound so gross, um, but I will I will I will show you uh, <laughs> what is my my next read, um, and I'm afraid <laughs> as you should <laughs> um, because. I have actually never read it all the way through in the order that mm-hmm. it's published. Um, I've either I've I've read it backwards, yeah, and I've I've read bits and pieces um, that I remembered to go back to when I was editing it, um, but I've I've never read it all the way through. So the in my to be read pile is Life, Liberty, and Something Like Happiness. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I do that, but. I would, I could see myself doing that, writing something and then like, I'm going to read it finally as this whole, or I know there's a lot of directors out there, movie stars, like I won't ever see it in the whole. It's like, but wouldn't you want to know? Like, I, I think I'm too curious. Like, I'll listen to pod, re, I won't listen to my, really, re-listen to most of my podcasts, but um, for the most part, because I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have not, I haven't read uh, Ugly Friend or Don't Make This Weird. Yeah. Um, because those those stories are are still a little raw yeah um but something like happiness is not about me so it's (laughs) It's very much so it's that's a very good point i think that would make it a little easier to read that she's just like okay (laughs) um so what's next do you see yourself in writing i know there's i there's an expert at the end of the book it's digital text something else but yeah uh there uh there there is another book coming um it's you can't see it uh because of how my computer is set up um (laughs) but the 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 blue light that you see is is the next book yes um There, there is another book coming out. Uh, it's called uh, Every Note, Every Lyric. It should be out by Christmas. Um, you know, it's another, it's another work of fiction. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Um, if I wasn't, I wouldn't have put uh, the sneak peek 
in uh, something like happiness. Um, yeah, as far as that's, that's all I've got on deck right now. I look forward to reading that. I always love your work. So um, got some fun questions now for you. Okay. If you could live in any book timeline, which would it be? In any book timeline? Um, there is a Wicked. Wicked. Uh, the Wicked books that uh, there's now five of them, I think. I think so. uh, there's a new one just came out. Um, I haven't read that yet. Um, but I probably that I like, um, and it's, it's definitely, it's totally different, uh, from, from the musical. Um, the musical is very Disney-fied version of the book and the books. Um, the, the books are, are a little heavy, kind of dark, uh, yeah. but the way that, uh, Gregory McGuire writes a story is just so fucking enthralling, um, so I would, I would definitely want to live in his version of Oz. Yeah, that would be actually very entertaining. I, would, I could do that. Um, since author collaborations seem to be a popular thing lately, is there any authors you would love to do a collab with? That was um, your wheelhouse? I would. I would definitely, definitely love to work uh, with Myron. Yeah. obviously um <laughs> if if for no other reason then i i just i just want to learn from him um that that man is a fucking wizard um, <laughs> and then um probably uh casey mcquiston also i i, I really like her work i so so yeah i you know Myron and uh, Casey McQuiston, definitely. Excellent, excellent. What are your, this is always a horrible question to ask people, there's our readers. What are your top three books that you would go off, based off top of your head right now? My top three books are um, Wishful Drinking by Carrie Fisher. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna need more wine by Gabrielle Union. That one's good. I read that one. <laughs> and probably uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Perfect. Excellent. Those are good choices. And uh, since this is a bourbon podcast as well, is there any favorite bourbons that you have out there? Well. <laughs> good choice <laughs> i you know, you know I, it's underrated to be honest i will say <laughs> i i love um a good like well bourbon and ginger um you know but it's got to be served in that plastic cup that all the bars have uh with those two little cocktail straws and you know, and there's there's something about bar ice yes. that is like I don't know what it is, um, you know, but it's it's better than ice at home. It so really is. I don't I I not the only person that has told me that before, and I'm agreeing. I was like, what? I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> just comes out of a bucket. <laughs> yep. Um, and final question: If you could have a bourbon with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Um, if I could have a bourbon with, mm. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yeah. She's in the top three too. I'd be very curious what her favorite bourbon is because I feel like that woman knows some things about some bourbon. <laughs> or um, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, yes. who <laughs> who who is a like drinks it fucking neat, yes. like a <laughs> gangster. Um, there are not many people I know that can do it neat like she can. <laughs> yeah, it's like and not flinch. And I'm like, ma'am, you are built different. <laughs> what? 
Yeah. I, yeah. I've always, since the beginning of her campaign, I was like, I would sit down and have a drink with her. Yeah, sure. <laughs> man. I'd be afraid how well she can drink, but. <laughs> right. Right. It'd be like, okay, so um, Senator, we're going to go out uh, for one drink. Yes. <laughs> And then uh, if you would like to continue drinking, that's fantastic. I'm going to switch to soda. Yep. Um, otherwise, you're going to carry me out. Exactly. And nobody needs to see those pictures. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Greg, this was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, chatting about your books. They seriously go, people. Um, they're on Amazon right now. You can get them on your Kindle. You can or you're a nerd like me and you order them you do free and I still order the other one. I'm waiting for it to come. Cause I don't, it got lost in Tennessee. Everything gets lost in Tennessee. So. <laughs> Why? It's a um, hell of a I guess. <laughs> so uh, fun fact, uh, you ma'am were actually the uh, second person to see the finished something like happiness. Well, I'm honored. I loved it. I really did. Like when I got that email, you're like, you're like, check your email. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> did I do something wrong? Fired. So fired. Damn it. Two episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I was like, oh, a book. Because <laughs> I'm um, married. <laughs> but, but thank you. Thank you for, for having me. Uh, this, this has been fantastic. And <laughs> it's, it's nice for once to, you know, one, be on the other side. And, and two, to not like talk about music or politics or podcasting. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> it's kind of why I love this one. And like I said, you're welcome at time and back. We'll have you for your next book coming out. And I can't wait to read that one. Um, is there anything else you want to promote or tell people about? Or um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what's, what's happening? What's coming up? Yeah, um, what we have coming up? So... I don't, I don't know when this airs, um, but next, uh, next week, next week. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if you're, if you're listening to this um, on Thursday, Andrew Smith uh, from great British bake off is on uh, mixtape on Thursday. Um, you can hear me turn into just an absolute fanboy. Um, <laughs> I stuttered and sputtered my way through that interview. Um, he's absolute joy. Um, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm a little jealous. And I'm so really happy for you because I love that. I loved him. Absolutely loved yeah, him. Yeah, he, um, super, super sweet. Uh, amazing guy. Has some really great answers. Um, it is probably one of my my top like five episodes of that show. Um, there's uh, it's like this. The pop culture podcast uh, that I'm on is out every Monday, and then um, our bo- weekly bonus episode, the after party, is out every Thursday. And then um, sometime this month, uh, when we when we hammer out a date, uh, the second season of coastal elites featuring yours truly and katie and brandon and jose uh will will be premiering um and that's that's all i've got in the barrel right now excellent i'm looking forward to all of it You know, we're gonna end up in jail or dead. Or I mean, hey, um, <laughs> we'll have a good time. <laughs> oh, oh, shit! Uh, and uh, country music superstar uh, Reese Palmer will be oh, on yes. the uh, season finale of Volume Three of Mixtape. Perfect. She'll be out in September or something. Uh, record that interview in a couple of weeks really excited about that that'll be a fun one look forward to that one as well i love your shows they're my (laughs) top really yeah they're all i'm a nerd but (laughs) (laughs) they're all because they're all good in different ways for those that haven't listened to them here so go take a lesson to because they are uh it's like this it's fun it's elian kills me because she gets so damn feisty and i love that about her (laughs) 
it is it is the most absolutely unhinged pop culture <laughs> podcast that you, you will ever listen to. <laughs> there is like no hold bar in this damn podcast on it. I love it about that because y'all go in on some people and I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> sometimes you just need a good reading on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again, and uh, we will have you back real soon because we got books to talk about you got coming up. So, yes. excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a chance to enjoy that interview with Greg. Uh, it was a complete pleasure to have him on, and I really enjoyed being able to talk about his two fabulous books and we'll be picking up the others and looking forward to the one that he has coming out hopefully by Christmas time and look forward to what his future entails for his writing career because the world needs world needs more of those books that he has been putting out lately um it's got a fun mind to listen to so anyway I wanted to have a chance to talk about this month's bourbon choice that I decided to go with I uh haven't had it for a while because um, I was kind of, it was used to be one of my favorite bourbons when I first moved here, um, and it was on a regular rotation, always keeping a bottle around as a good sipping bourbon and a good mixer as well. So I repicked it back up uh, a couple weeks ago. Thought I'd give it a try, and you know, it's still good bourbon to be honest. Um, this one is actually under thirty dollar bourbon, so it's a good price range. You know, it's got a good flavor to it. Got a good it. It's just a good overall bourbon, I will say. Um, it is 1792 small batch by Barton Distillery out of Bartstown, Kentucky, which is a great bourbon little town here that we have outside of Lexington, um, which actually will hopefully have some of their bourbons coming up pretty soon in the next few episodes. But like I said, this is an under $30 bottle um, and it's at a 93.7 proof. So it's not high on spice per se um but so it is, it is considered still one of the lower um proofs of bourbon out there so it's but on the initial smell of it it does have a very heavy rye smell to it as a first scent that you get um on the nose uh, which kind of makes you think that it is going to be a higher proof than what it actually is um but as you continue to smell it, you can also start to pick up the vanilla and the caramel notes as well in it towards the end. Um, with the taste, it is, again, a stronger rye, which, so it's, it's, it's deceiving. The proof of it is a little deceiving, deceiving, sorry. So for those of you that are looking for to try out, you know, a cheaper bourbon on the lower end, that is, you were thinking going to be sweeter. Um, this one isn't as first, like it, but it does have a vanilla and caramel taste towards the end. Um, but it does have a little bit more higher spice than what I was one expecting. And I don't remember it being as spicy as it used to be. So the blends like very well can change over time. You know, this, I've noticed that even with recipes, some burp, some bottles of bourbon taste a little higher, some don't. It's all depends on the palate of the day or the bourbon of the in the bottle sometimes. And even if it's the same one, it can taste a little bit different each time. Um, but it does, it's a good mixing bourbon. Um, I, it still mixes really well. That's um, what I used to have it actually in iced tea is probably one of my favorite ways to have it. I recently had it in blackberry lemonade. It's phenomenal for that because it does have that a little bit higher spice taste to it. It holds up better what in sweeter drinks that are out there. So you still get a little bit of bourbon taste to it, but not overwhelming to what, if you're trying to just enjoy a good summer drink, it's a good mixer for that for sure. Sipping, it's it's okay. Um, I would definitely at least throw in an ice cube to it to tone it down a little, maybe a splash of water. Um, ginger ale or LA mix as well with it as, you know, make a good it'll make a good Kentucky mule that way as well um, but like I said it's it's a good bourbon it's not what I remember it for some reason um and maybe I initially bought it for the look of the bottle because it is kind of a cool bottle out there and I have been known to pick bourbons by how the bottle looks I am guilty of that and I have picked books by that way too so I 
don't judge book by a cover. I have, I totally have before. <laughs> um, and same with bourbon as well. But yeah, this is, you know, I wouldn't seek it out all the time. Uh, maybe every once in a while, keep it in stock. Um, summertime, especially for mixed, like I said, with mixing, but no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's a good, decent run of the mill. It's not my favorite. It's not the worst bourbon out there. You know, I guess that's just, it's just a good everyday style mixing bourbon. So that is what this month's bourbon is, 1792 small batch. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this month's episode of Books and Bourbon. Stay tuned for details on upcoming episodes and follow me on Twitter at The Books and Bourbon or TikTok or Instagram as well. And you can always find updates. We'll be having some fun happy hour episode coming up as well with the amazing Liz Dodd, who is the owner of Queen Chili and makes amazing food, cooks with bourbon. So we're going to be sitting down chatting about some of her recipes and what she does with amazing food and amazing bourbon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, meantime, if you want to catch up on all my episodes, previous episodes, they're all um, out there. You can wherever you get your podcasts from Twitter or Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All, you know, all the basics and any other unique ones out there and give me a review. Let me know what you're thinking. And if you have any suggestions or books you want to hear me talk about or bourbon that you would like to hear me talk about, I would be happy to uh, take them. You can message me on Instagram, Twitter. I check all of those accounts on a regular basis. So yeah. And happy reading and happy drinking, everybody. Thank you.